Pittsburgh Steeler fans. We are back with part two of the Scobro Show. I am still Dave Schofield, editor behind the SteelCurtain.com. And with me as always is my big brother, Rich. Rich, you doing good? Oh, yeah. I'm just sitting here looking through the live chat. <laughs> and people are putting up other names that I'm sitting there thinking, Oh man, I could have put that guy on my list. Yeah, there's a oh, lot man, of man. I could have put that guy I, on my I, list. I went, I went through about through at least a dozen. But uh, hey, now I don't know if you listened to the other shows and everything to catch. Did Did you notice my intro was a little bit different this week? I did. Yeah. Okay. That that it's that no for those that haven't caught up to it yet is that I am now the editor of Steel Curtain, not the co-editor. Lost lost the co-title. So Brian Anthony Davis can't call me the co-ed anymore. Um, but, uh, I'm not going to say what we call him, but, um, that's because I kind of insisted that we, you know, give Jeff a little bit more elevated status based on that. He's the elevated guy. Um, Jeff is now the senior editor behind the steel curtain and I'm the editor. That's why it's not like I changed anything. I just don't have anyone right there that, that, um, just, I just want to make sure that, that Jeff is, he he pours his heart and soul into the website, and it's just that uh, we wanted to make sure that we're continuing to to acknowledge that. So that's why. So we're here. We're going on. We now kind I of know what you now, now. Now since Bad can't call you co-ed anymore, and you yeah. said we don't say what we call him. What do you call him? Special Ed? No, who? No, Bad, Bad not Jeff. Oh no, he's the podcast Bad. producer. Oh. We 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 call him. We we call him by his abbreviations. So that's what Jeff calls him <laughs> as Rich just shakes his head. So okay. now there's still some people in the live chat talking about what, about my article from yesterday, where we had talked about that a little bit about different types of fans. And uh, I know AJ had asked a question about what about a moderate fan? I tell you what, everyone's, you're all fans. You really are. You don't have to be the optimistic. You don't have to be the moderate. You don't have to be the real, the realistic. You don't have to be the pessimistic. You can even be the miserable fan if that's really who you want to be. And there's probably other categories that I haven't even thought of the list. We're all Steeler fans. Well, we just need to understand that we just all express it in different ways. So that's how it works. Rich. I, I, I'm a different... See, I... Mm -hmm. I <laughs> I'm a very different fan sitting and watching a game on TV than I am here on the podcast or just talking to people in general about the Steelers to how I am at a Steelers game. Um, I am probably, um, I say more bad things about the Steelers when I watch them on TV sometimes. Because just because you get hurt, would you get, would they frustrate you? Come on. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know what um, you mean. Well, you were that was ingrained in you as a child. That's what you did with the Steelers were <laughs> correct. Um, you know, our, our father, see, you, you gotta remember, see, you you don't remember all the way back when I was, you know, five and six when dad was still a pastor, you know. So mm -hmm. the yeah. You know, his word for the Steelers was, yeah, you know, typical Pittsburgh, he's kind of bum. They're a bunch of bums. Yeah. Okay. Bums. Uh, but and, in the 80s, they were a bunch of bums. <laughs> you know, there can uh, there's only ever one guy there in the 80s that I really remember my dad getting excited about. And that was Mike Merriweather. Oh, no, okay. Mike Merriweather. Oh, Merriweather. Hey, um, I have to bring this up. 
Okay. Because Wes, Wes Hickok, you know, a regular on here, says, does it get more hardcore than almost spiking your infant child when Santonio Holmes toe taps in the end zone? What's crazy is that was my daughter's first Super Bowl. I had an infant child. My oldest child was that Super Bowl. And normally at night, she would lay on me to fall asleep. And she could not settle because I was not settled. So <laughs> you talk about almost spiking your infant child when that happens. <laughs> if Wes, if that was you, then then you and I are basically following the same path because I um, I, I was I experienced the same thing. <laughs> mine was slightly different. Now 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 my my children were a little little older at that point mm-hmm. in time, not yeah. a whole lot, but no. um, but they were in bed in the very next yeah very close by where I'm sitting and watching the game. Um, my my bigger reaction actually was on the Larry Fitzgerald touchdown <laughs> when I jumped, jumped up, wanted yeah. to yell and scream at the TV, but instead just took a, a cushion off the couch and like slammed it into the floor so hard. I thought it was going to like explode. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course I was very excited on the San Antonio Holmes touchdown catch, which of course went to review to which at that point in time, I, I'm, yeah. I I'm wasn't really excited. And, no, it wasn't I'm, when it happened. Because you didn't think he got in. And uh, then you start playing, I think no, maybe no, no. he did. I think maybe he I, did. I called Dave, okay? <laughs> because I had just bought the week before an mm-hmm. HD TV. So I was mm-hmm. watching basically my first football game in high def. And when they ran the replay in high in my high def, you could see that he got the second foot down because you could could see a couple blades of yeah. grass move uh, or whatever. And it was like, he did, it moved. Mm-hmm. They're gonna see it. You know, yeah. there was so much that was so there was so much to that game. Okay. Let's get back to our list because okay, we can talk about that list. game. We, we can talk about that game every Tuesday night from now to week one. So what Where we were we running to... down was okay. we were talking oh. about camp Camp darlings, who do you think is going to be embraced as oh everything that they do well? We're going to talk about and be very much discussed once training camp starts, based on their play. And we we did our top five. We've done our we've done five, four, and three so far. Yours was Alex Highsmith, um, Dwayne Haskins, and James Pierre. Correct? Yes. Mine was Dwayne Haskins, Shakur Brown, and Kendrick Green. So now we're on to our top two. Rich, top two. go ahead. Let us know about your top two. Sorry, this is another one I'm putting in there because of what we have seen already coming out. I mean, gee whiz, yeah, BTS, he was putting stuff out and on, on stuff going on, and everybody is. I, I'm sorry, I had to go with the number one obvious answer of Najee Harris. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of the going to be constant talk there is because he is expected to be in and be the number one guy. Yes. And also, um, well, kind of like you were saying before, he's to push Frank. Yeah. Was he going to, yeah. What Jeff, talked about in his mm-hmm. article, you know, is he going to put, break Franco's rookie records and, you know, see a potential rookie of the year candidate and, you know, yeah, 
Um, there's going to be a lot to talk about that and just everything you're here, not just even because of what we see on the field, everything you're hearing about this guy off the field too, right now has oh, just yeah. been, you know, glowing. And if you put the two together, how do you not keep talking about the guy? Yeah. I went to write his name down and I'll, I'll tell you now he's not on my list. I went to write his name down and then I reconsidered. And there was one reason why I did, and I'm going to talk about. I talked myself out well, of it. Funny was I started him lower, and then the more yeah. I got to thinking about, it, I had to move him up higher. Yeah. Well, here's why: is that he's going to be talked about in training camp. Are we going to be talking about how great he is? Or are we going to be talking about how we're not seeing enough of him to know what we have? Are they not going to like in preseason games and whatnot? Are you not? But are they not going to overwhelm? Him? I do. I'm hoping that that's not the case, but at the I, same time, seventeen do you want the case, games. Do, do, I know, but do you know what I expect? What I expect it? yes. We're going to see very limited Najee Harris in the preseason, but the tiny little bit we see is going to whet our appetites, and we yeah. are going to be drooling all over the guy. So I, I could see in that, a but very see... in a very small sample size. Yeah, we're going to see enough to be like we have something here. That's I, why I think we're going to be talking about the guy. I can completely see that. I'm just saying the only reason why, because it was this was tough. This was tough coming up with oh, this I, list. I, and I you can, had to move somebody off. That's the only reason why I bumped him off is because I tried. I went through my list and tried to think, is there a reason why they shouldn't be on the list? And that everybody was the only thing I could come up with because I had too many guys. Everybody that's on my list, I, I you know, I, I had and I started mm-hmm. saying, okay, why would we? be hyping this guy up or anything like this. And that was my thought with Najee is that we're, we're seeing everything going on in practice and we're going to see stuff in training camp, but we're going to get to the preseason games. I'm with you. I don't expect him to carry the ball more than probably a few times in the, in the game, mm-hmm. but I'm still thinking, you know, if he gets four or five carries, we're going to see things that we're just going to be like, yeah. Oh yeah. We were smart to take yeah. this guy in the first round. And normally you're like, Oh, rookie running back. You're going to see a lot of them in the preseason. No, I don't think you are. And this is why. Two reasons. I, I think you might see him every game, but you just might not see a ton of snaps for him. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they have him out there without handing him the ball just to have him do other things, to give him some yep. more quote-unquote snaps without giving him so many carries. Yep. And and the reason I'm saying this is because 17 games. I mean, I'm probably one of my predictions later on, I don't know that he plays every game. And that's because running backs don't. And I've talked about that ad nauseum, that running backs miss games. And I would love nothing more than for Najee Harris to play all 17 games as a rookie. But if I'm, if I'm, this is when the realist comes out with me and the anal and the, the, the analytical number cruncher comes out that statistically he shouldn't. But, and that's also why my other prediction, non Steelers wise, is that Derrick Henry is going to miss a significant time this season because he's been the exception to, to the whole missing games thing. So it's eventually going to come around. But I, I can see you there. To, to, totally get you. So you went. Wes, Wes, totally agree. Wes says he knows how to run the ball. Let him work on pass protection. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's what we're. Yes. Let him no. you know, even, even if they don't throw him the ball, let him run some routes. Even if, even if he's not the target, you know, and if he's the target, that's great. But you know, things like that. I think that's exactly right. Get him some snaps, but don't, I don't want it to be like sometimes when you put a running back in the game in the preseason, you're like, Oh, I want to give them, you know, five carries. 
you know, so they go in for five snaps and carry the ball five times. I don't, that's your veteran running backs. I see Najee Harris getting more snaps. What, you know, hopefully twice as many more snaps and he sees touches. I would, I would like to see that in the preseason. So uh, that was your number two. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, you went with the Steelers first round draft pick. Yep. Guess where I'm going. Oh, you're going with the second I'm round going draft. with big press. I'm going with the last round draft pick. Okay. I'm going with the thick kick. I'm going with one Presley Harvin. Is it the third or the second? It's the third, right? Yep. Um, Punter, Steelers. People are going to talk about him. Every time he kicks the ball, people are going to talk about him. Every time. I, I just can't get excited about. And they're going to talk about him. Not, not, just a, not, not even just a kicker. A punter. Yeah, but seriously, I couldn't put him at number one. But I had to put him. He's going to get talked about so much. He's going to get talked about a ton. Everything. I mean, the Steelers haven't had that big kicker. You know, they, they tried to do it with Daniel Sabalva. Oh, I still can't believe it's one thing to take a punter in the fourth round. It's another thing to trade up to grab him. Um, and you just didn't know, you know, injuries are injuries. They are what they are. But he's going to get talked about. He's already been talked about a ton. But he's he's this is my rookie that's already been talked about a lot that's going to continue to get talked about. I know you rolled your eyes, but I had to do it. I had to do it because it's, it's to me, it's true. It's true. So suck up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you're I'm sucking up talking. to the senior editor. Oh, uh, I don't have to suck up I to know. the senior editor. No, I'm no. Tell him I how it is. Well, I know you well <laughs> enough. Yeah. So that's it. So, Rich, are you ready for yes. your number one? The yes. question is, and we'll find out soon. I want to know has your number one already been mentioned? Is what we're going to yes. find out. All right, Rich. Number one? Number one for me is third-round pick, Kendrick Green. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. I can see that. I would not be surprised. This guy, I, I don't know. I just feel that there's some Mike Webster-esque-ness about him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I could see him coming in and dominating so much that Steeler fans here and elsewhere, all around the world, are screaming to start this guy game one. He's that's gotta, how I could see that's how I could see him I, I could see getting it. all this talk. Okay. Yeah. Um it, if he comes out and is that and is really good, mm -hmm. that starts the argument. Should he be your your game one starter? Yeah. That will start all kinds of chatter. Like we could devote a show and a half to. Exactly. So I will tell you this. If he's not the game one, the week one starter, I want it, I don't want it to be because he's not ready. I want it to be because someone else is playing really well, also. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's yeah. there's reasons for this. Okay. Um, and I don't want it to be because there's injuries or anything like that. You know, I want it to be because he is just so is showing so much that they can't keep on the field. Now, it's still a third-round pick that we know how it goes. I've talked about it extensively. So expecting that, 
could leave you open for disappointment, and that's when your miserable Steeler fans are going to come in and say, why in the world are you putting your faith in the third-round draft pick to start with, you know. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying Pouncey wasn't even supposed to start week one his rookie year, and he started all 16. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they had – is it was so obvious that he was by far their best option. Yes. It would have been a fool to not put him out there. But it was so obvious by far that Kevin Dotson was your best option in that playoff game. And yet he was standing on the sidelines. Yeah, that I, that one still boggles my mind. I wonder if that had anything to do with why we have a, have a new offensive line coach. <laughs> For all I know. Uh, it'll be interesting. You know what? That's yeah. an interesting yeah. point. Yep. So um, I I I I love that, and I I wanted I put Green on there for a reason. I like even each, number one. I don't know if you can tell, but each of my picks, like I had, not only did I come up with, like I have the you know, I kind of had scenario. a scenario of this is why this person could be on this list and being talked about so much. Exactly, I love it, love it. You ready for my number one? I could wait a little longer. No, just kidding. Go ahead. Can't <laughs> my wait. my number one. Can't wait. <laughs> You, you jumped the gun. I'm not, I, I'm not supposed to hit end broadcast yet. Um, oh. All right. My number one has also been mentioned. So who do you think it oh. is? Um, hold on. I closed my list here for a second. I'm not going to make a guess. You picked okay. my number three. I'll pick your number three. My number, number three. One, you went with okay. James Pierre. James Pierre. I think I James Pierre I was, is going to get talked about say, even more. you didn't. Have him on your top five <laughs> list. I was going to be very, very surprised. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I have him as number one just because, once again, it's the scenario. Not, I mean, people are going to be talking about him, and this is not a knock on Cam Sutton, but this, I think people are going to be talking about him so much that we are going to wonder if he's going to be actually the starter. Um, well, you I know, love you, you talked about Jeffrey Benedict, mm -hmm. you know. Throwing, saying, nope, it's going to be Cam because he's better on the outside, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But what if James Pierre is even better on the outside? Yeah, then what you do, the then Cam Sutton. Then you play James Pierre as the starter and then drop him down inside in if nickel coverage to. and put Cam on the outside yeah. if you have to. I so, mean, you know, there's – I mean, mm -hmm. it's just going to come down to what do the Steelers have? And and I'm with you. I just think this guy could is could be that kind of guy that really presses to be like, how do we keep him off the field? Exactly. Well, honestly, he saw very, very limited action last year. Very limited action. So much so, Jeffrey Benedict has poured over every single one of the snaps he's played on defense. Very limited. Yep. But every play is fantastic. They're like, oh, he was only targeted one time downfield. Look at what he did on that. Oh, look, they, you know. He 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 had a tackle for loss on a pass to the outside where he just came in, and it, it it's so funny because now that Jeffrey's brought it up, I'm like it's almost like he's a bigger version of Mike Hilton who can cover better, you know. But yet though, when yeah. you look at how he flies the ball, here you go teaser for Vertex. Jeffrey had to find his worst play. He had to find his worst play. He said, I had to go out of my way, find the worst play James Pierre put on tape on defense in 2020. And on his worst play, the ball wasn't even thrown to the guy he was guarding. Yeah. Yeah. And because there was someone else that was looked awful in that play on the Steelers defense. And I'm not going to mention Luston Jane's name. So, um, and, <laughs> and gave up a, a big reception. So, 
the thing is, is you're like, you want to see something to be excited about. And you're like, well, he only played a few plays, but they were good plays. They were good plays. So right. that's the kind of thing we want to do. But of and, course, and that's the thing. List. And coming up with these darling, you know, kind of your list yeah. of darlings, it's some of it. Yeah. You, we, we, you do have to stretch it, stretch it a little bit. You do yeah. have to say, you know, it could happen. It might not happen. You know, it, it's, yeah, if there if there were five obvious ones out there, great. We'd pick them, and you know, the show would have been over at you know five minutes. But no, no we talked about other stuff for the first seventeen. <laughs> so we still would have yeah, been done. Exactly. Five, well, no, we wait a minute. We would have been done Dave, five minutes with that. <laughs> Dave can't finish anything in five minutes except the great big helping of mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, uh, that's true. I could, I could, I could. No, no, you you forget. I was. I was challenged to eat a dozen donuts in five minutes. Did you make it? Oh, I did it in no, half the time. I, I don't, half I the time. Half oh. the time. So, okay. yeah. Um, but I had to eat them like freshly baked straight out of the glaze from a local donut shop here where I live. It's very well known. Um, I mean, in this area because it's local. But, yeah, I crushed that. That was, that was back when I was teaching my students. And you know what? And I had... I had already had all, all, all you could eat soup and dinner at Olive Garden that night and still went and <laughs> donuts in two and a half minutes. So sorry, um, I'm gonna bring this one up. Yeah, Brian Blackstock uh, says biscuit, biscuits and gravy. Actually, that would be me, Brian. I don't yeah, that would finish the biscuits and gravy so, in five minutes. Um, that's one of my favorites. Are are you ready? The reason James Pierre was number one on my list. When I figured out the five players I was gonna go with, then I had to put them in order. Right. The reason James Pierre went number one is he's the only player on my list who has had NFL snaps and you can't find anything glaringly bad with them, even if it was only a few of them. Yeah. Because the only other person on my list that had NFL snaps was Haskins. And trust me, you can find plenty of bad stuff on on him. So I'm like, the chance, and people are like, yeah, I know someone, I can't remember who it was, said about, you know, maybe we should pump the brakes. I understand he might, he's an undrafted free agent, but I mean, the Steelers put him on the 53 last year in a training camp where we didn't see anything. We're like, wow. I mean, I was shocked. I had him pegged for the practice squad, maybe because some people were talking about him, but and I mean, and then I had him on my projective inactives to start the season. Nope. Active every nope. game. Yep. And, you know, as the gunner and it was just, I, I can't get over, I can't believe that he was able to get to where he was last year. And I'm like, if he did that without a training camp, without a preseason games, just think of what it could be this year. And you know what? It might not be. But you know what? It might not be that way with anybody. You could take any player on any team and figure out why they might not be nearly as good this year. Anybody from any team. That's why we sat here and came up with reasons why they might be really talked about. Exactly. You know, our list I'm is sorry. you know subjective. Tom Tom Brady could go into training camp and suddenly not be able to throw the ball more than 15 yards, you know, because he's 72 years old. You know, that can happen. You know, anything is possible that even you know, I don't want to say any Steelers, just because you know, something could happen with Aaron Donald where he deals with a minor injury that just nags him to where he is only a shadow of himself. 
in 2020. You know, anything could happen. So the question is, do you believe that it's always going to be the bad that's happening or always a good that's happening? We talked about that earlier. So me, yeah. I always try to look at what we could see from somebody. And and I'm excited. And like I said, it wasn't that that with the reason I left Najee off my list wasn't because I thought he wouldn't do well is because I thought we might not see enough of him and people might be frustrated with him. Um, anybody else it, was close on your list? A ton yeah. of guys worth talking about. I Q from the U was one for me that I, yeah, really I, I was actually surprised. I thought he might make your list. Yeah. But um, I thought these other guys, I thought, I thought about him too. Yeah. Um, have a better chance about, of making the 53. I mean, not that he won't, but I think he will. I thought about Aunt Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yep. Would have been a good one to talk about. Um, technically, and as much as I'd say I hate going to a third-year guy, technically you could throw Devin Bush out there because of coming yeah. off the injury. Yeah. Um, after, you know, we saw such yeah. the big jump to the beginning of the year last year, but then the injury, then coming off the injury, everything's there. Also want to about, point out that how about Robert Spillane playing possibly playing next to him. Correct. People might start talking you know, about Spillane being next correct. to Bush rather than anything else. Yeah. Go ahead. I know. Um, you know, I talked about my list and how I had, you know, scenarios set up for why we could be buzzing on this guy and hyped up. I could come up with the same guy why we could be buzzing on him, not hyped up, but buzzing on him, yeah, you know, WTF mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You know. Um you could give a scenario where then you're the same reason you could be buzzing the wrong direction. You know what? We might have to keep that in mind. That might have Correct. to be a topic for another show. Mm-hmm. Is instead of camp studs, camp duds. Who's someone mm-hmm. that you have high expectations? But the same, that you're but like, the same thing is, yeah. I, I could take the same guys on the list and list them and tell you yeah. why they could potentially be a dud. Yeah. See, here's another one. Buddy Johnson could yep. get some buzz. I could. I forgot about him. That's a great one. That really yep. is. Very good. So, Rich, are you ready? We're going to have to do it. Yep, this let's is do final it. question time. Now, remember the rules. Don't put it out there until I actually put the question in there. Um, I will bring it up. You get one answer. One answer. You want to give a big, long explanation? I might not click on you. Or if I do, I might just say your answer because we're going to run through these. And then if we have to, maybe maybe comment in a little bit on what you say. But you know what the question is? Who is your camp darling? Yep. Our list of five. You get to give your top one. You Who's your number your top one? one? So, and already in here is Andrew Obar says Haskins. Yep. So we okay. both had him on our lists. Um, yes, and I did. could I could completely see that 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 he could be he could be a darling. But like I said, he wasn't as high on mine because you're that's assuming he's gonna play great. Okay. So um Ooh, this is an interesting Ooh, one. That's Wave a very interesting one. Antoine Brooks Jr. He now remember, he's the only member of the 2020 draft class who did not initially make the 53 man roster. Mm-hmm. So um he was in the practice squad and then was pulled up a couple of times and then got actually or well, elevated a couple of times and then actually got signed to the active roster. Yep. So um that that's a good one. Okay. Good, AJ good says one. gotta be Pierre. Um BMK, Bully Mob Kennel, artist for, formerly known as Solarverse. He says Pierre. Okay. Um, I just went, Wes says wide receiver Tyler Simmons. Um, that was, I'm trying to remember exactly. I think he he was, 
uh, I'm, I got to remember something about him. So um, Steelers, we, we might come back to Tyler Simmons. Okay. Um, um, Steelers stick kick. That's Presley Harvin, the third um, Brian um, Blackstock says James Pierre. Alfonso Lilly says Chase Claypool. I never thought about going <laughs> yeah. with Chase Claypool. But I actually had thought about yeah, him in I, some ways, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he was talked about so much last year during camp. You almost have to be like, can he really do he'd have again? to be doing so much yeah. more than what he did before? But yep. it's not out of the question. But I, I I see you're thinking. Okay. Uh Bernardo Vasquez. Vasquez, Vas I eh. Anthony McFarland. There you go. <laughs> Um, Russ says mine's Haskin too. Okay. He says, um, Tyler W says green being wishful thinking. And this green, just so you know, I've had to look it up so many times, does not have an E in, it, in his name. And Jared Devil. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. What? I got to go back and edit you there, editor. What? I liked how you said, and uh, just so you know, that this green doesn't have an E in his name. Oh, at the end of his name. There you go. <laughs> Because Good otherwise, brother. yeah, Mr. Technicality, just, I know what you mean. He only, but you see, he only has two. Okay, um, um, let's see. So, um, for those of you that don't understand the Frank Webb reference, it's it's a good one. Okay, Brian Brown says Quincy Roche. Oh, Jennifer says Zach Banner. You know what? That's uh, actually that's a that's good one. one I didn't that's consider. That you know was another one probably going to talk about. I, I, I should probably. You know, so almost, I, I almost put Carlos Davis on my list last year. Yeah, pick. yeah. That all of a sudden he starts being the player that the Steelers saw in him that a lot of other people didn't. Okay, Jared Devil that gave us a real answer of Mark Gilbert. That's the cornerback out of Duke that was going to be like a day one or day two pick after his sophomore year. Um, just looked phenomenal, yeah, and, then, and then dislocated his hip. Yep. Then had an ankle injury on top of that. That. Um, a lot of potential where you know what he could have been, but you just don't know how the body responds to those things. So, uh, and I just skipped ahead. Okay. Your next one would be this one. AJC okay. actually said <laughs> Carlos Davis. Davis. I have seen Carlos that. Davis. Okay. And I looked down and was like, oh, um, he's mm -hmm. like right down here. So, yeah. Um, Kathy Ford says Quincy Roche. Um, people are saying goodbye to Andrew because he had to roll out of here. Um, yeah, they said about Simmons after being a part of the of UGA's pro day. Yeah, he was one of the yeah. he was one of the twenty twenty. There were several. I couldn't remember which pro day he was because there were several of them that that if they weren't with the team that came out and came out in twenty twenty into the NFL, but they weren't on an on an active roster, they could go back and do a pro day at various places since they didn't get to do them last year. So yeah, he was he was the one at Georgia's. I think he was the first one they signed out of all I those believe players. so, yes. Um <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up. Okay. Um Russ says just for Jeff, Jordan Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, earlier uh, when I said Dave was sucking up to Jeff, Russ, you are trying to, you know, <laughs> be, be, Get Jeff up. would refer, Jeff would start referring to Russ as, 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 um, um, the, for, the, former the, member for, of the PTS Yeah, family. I was going to say former <laughs> commenter. <laughs> yeah. He might've put you in a timeout for that, Russ. Um, Jared Cheriban, he says, Q from the U, Quincy Roche. Um, uh, 
Wes, I'm not gonna bring it up, but he did say he thought of other people like Buddy Johnson or Trey Norwood. See, Trey Norwood is another one there. Um, that I could see is interesting. Um, Ron says Shakira Brown. Yep. So that's a good one. Um, so those are some good answers. There's lots of possibilities, and you know what? It very well could be nobody that was mentioned. Uh, I would can... not be shocked. I mean, there, there, and and the thing is, I no, I will tell you where they will be mentioned for sure, and that'll be on Michael Beck's and mine Steelers trifecta, where we're going through go. the entire ninety-man roster, three of them at a time, counting down to training camp, so you will know who everyone and watch the Steelers make a move and screw it up. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and they will obviously, you know, the Steelers will be making moves during camp. They always do. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I have another question that I, I got to remind you of after the show. That's going to be a really good one to ask at some point. So, okay. But this was a lot of fun tonight. I was, it was, I liked it was a lot of fun when Michael was with you. That was a fantastic show. When I was with Jeffrey, yep. we had a blast. That was great. Having Sam Highsmith on last week was great. And it was really nice then getting back to to nice to, to get back to what doing. we do. So yep. and lots of again, fun. Again, hey, thanks live chat because really they were live. Mm-hmm. You know, not that we had a ton of people in here tonight, but they were in there and they were lively and kind of kept us going. Actually, at times kept us yep. off topic. Yeah. <laughs> kept us off topic. Hey, if we if we were on topic all the time, it wouldn't be the Scobro show. It would be I can't say the hangover because that's not true. It would be <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Friday night six pack because Tony well when it's he's by himself. He gets to stay there on the topic as much as he wants. Um so make I'm I'm listing these other shows. Make sure you're checking them all out. We are still coming strong with the content. We are we have all the all the same podcasts when just the audio only and our live shows that we have every day, we will be adding some more podcasts when the season comes around. So that's going to be lots of fun. Make sure you're checking out. Um, they changed the name from the locker room to the green room um, on the app where Jeff Hartman does his live show. He did that earlier tonight. So if, if you're not part of that, make sure you, you know, that's another way that you can reach out and be a part of that show as well. That's usually around seven thirties on Tuesdays before we go. And of course, make sure you're checking out behind the steel curtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We really are still bringing the content and what is the biggest downtime of the calendar year for the I, Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got a teaser to throw out there. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Cause teaser I'm going to let you for, do some closing thoughts. <laughs> teaser. For next week's show. Okay. All right. So next week's show, there will be an announcement coming. Mm-hmm. This announcement has something to do with a little bit of a social experiment that myself and the Oracle, Dave Schofield, and SCO 2.0, Kyle Schofield, that we are going to be taking part in when we go on vacation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you a little teaser on that right now. But the best part of it, just so you can get a little bit of idea what's going on, is going to involve hashtag pay Kyle. Hey Kyle. <laughs> yep. We'll talk yep. about it more we'll, next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Good teaser. So, hey, so yes, we will definitely talk about it next week. But until then, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>